This is Holly Garza for Comical Podcast. Hey, this is Chad Rook from The Flash, and you are listening to Comical Podcast. To episode 32 of Comical Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Corbett, and with me is Miguel Garza. For all purposes, I was Merman this weekend. You were Merman this weekend. <laughs> Merman with the shade. <laughs> That's right. He was cool, Merman. That's right. I was cool. <laughs> I brought sexy back again, people. Well, he thinks he did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did. Uh, I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> well, as you know, we didn't do an episode this week, uh, our normal episode this week. Typically, we have an episode that comes out every Friday morning, talk about our comics and stuff, but we decided to postpone that because we also went to the Houston Con today. We did some really cool interviews, we talked to some really cool people, uh, we saw some really awesome things, so we're going to talk a little bit about that in just a minute. But first, let's get down to the nitty gritty okay, and uh, talk about our favorite books this week. Oh, okay. You start saying nitty gritty, that's when I talk about poop. <laughs> You're the fecophiliac. No, I'm sorry, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, well, book number one for me, well, no, book number two, we'll start with that, my second favorite book this week was uh, Squittered number two. That was excellent. That dude is badass. Yeah, Ben Temple Smith writing and drawing that. We gotta get that guy on the show. I would love to have him on the show. <laughs> I would love to have him on the show. It's like what we said before, it made our top two last week, I think, when the first issue came out. Yeah. It's a mini series. It's about these giant squids that have come and taken over planet Earth. Uh, there's cults that follow them, worship them. It's kind of a Cthulhu kind of yeah. kind of story. Kind of creepy. But there was a war that happened where humanity tried to rise up against the, the squids. They didn't do so good. And they basically <laughs> failed miserably. But there's a, a squid-human hybrid thing that was created called a squitter, which is basically a human with squid DNA that could you know, get past their defense systems and stuff like that and had an actual chance to get in and kill them. Well, they're basically fairly immortal, <laughs> but most of them have somehow been killed except for the one main guy. And in this particular issue, he goes out and he encounters one of the uh, one of the witches that uh, supports the, the squids. Yep. And saves her from her captors. Well, remember, he was paid to go get her. Because he was paid to go out as a bounty hunter and rescue her. But when he gets back, he decides that those people aren't worth the trouble. They're going to just uh, abuse her. So he kills them all <laughs> and takes her for himself. Yeah, he's like, I killed your leader and I'll get a new one that won't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's an it's an excellent book. I mean, it's extremely violent, which you know we're big fans of those kinds of books. But uh, it's also really well written. There's a lot of really interesting dialogue, and it's just an interesting character. Yes, important in that you got to do some reading. Obviously, a lot of reading in the little bubbles, but it's really good. Yeah, it's, it just captures your attention. The violence is like, whoa! <laughs> I yeah. love it. It's kind of extreme, but it, it's really really good. Yeah. So, what's your number one? My number one, man. You're gonna think really bad about me, but no, not really. Uh, Nail biter number four. I don't think bad about you at all for that, because that's actually my number one as well. Really? Uh, Josh Williamson is writing that one. We haven't announced this yet, but he's actually going to be coming on the show. Sweet! Hopefully next week, if oh, that works yeah. out. If not, it'll be the week after. But uh, we're going to have Josh Williamson on the show pretty soon to talk about Nailbiter, so I'm pretty excited about that. How can you not love a book about serial killers? About a town that breeds serial killers? Yeah, it's it's a cool, cool story. Uh, basically, the Nailbiter is the most well-known serial killer from this small town. He goes out and... He kills people and then chews their fingernails because he's a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> and the cops catch him and he's, you know, there's this big media circus about him, but somehow he gets off. He doesn't get convicted of the crimes. So he returns to his hometown and he's basically under 
house arrest within the town. Like, he cannot leave. But he's not convicted of the crime, so he's basically free to do whatever he wants within the town. Well, come to find out, there's 16 serial killers that have come from this one small town. Mm -hmm. So the FBI sends people in to investigate, try to figure out what is causing all of these people to go crazy. They brought one of the guys disappears. And the main investigator disappears. So when the story picks up, it's following the second guy that comes and the partner of the first guy. And they're searching for the first dude who disappeared, and they're trying to figure out more about what he was researching. And all kinds of crazy stuff starts happening. More and more serial killers are coming out of the woodwork. Uh, and it's it's just really creepy. It's a creepy, cool book. And you don't really get creepy as a description too often in, in comics, but it really kind of sucks you in and makes you feel... But then you, Hang on, but you also find out that the nail-biter guy isn't really the guy doing the crap. Right oh, no, now. no. He's he's a helpless bystander in all of this. But the one scene where the chick comes into him, it's like, hey, help me or whatever. And like, what's in it for me? And she goes, I'll give you these. And he shows her nails. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, there's definitely some interesting moments in the book. Uh, but there, there's also a twist, a surprise at the end, which was oh, Jesus. completely unexpected and really kind of cool. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to reading the next issue. And I'm extremely excited to talk to Josh. Oh, yeah, Josh, man. Bring it on. <laughs> I'm so excited. You didn't tell me. You held that from me. <laughs> I can't tell you everything, man. I understand that. Well, for me, for me, my number two book was Spread Number Two, which is uh, oh. Justin Jordan and Kyle Stram. Trying uh, to grab those guys too, right? I am trying to grab those guys. Bad touch. <laughs> <laughs> Not grab them like that. <laughs> I would love to have either one of them on the show. Uh, spread is the story of this post-apocalyptic world where uh, this infection has spread throughout the world and killed everybody, basically. And it's a mutation that, like, kind of eats people. It's kind of like um, the flood from Halo is probably the best way to describe it. Uh, but it keeps growing and growing, and you know, there's different versions of people that are infected. There's obviously some that have retained their mental states and can control the lesser versions of the spread. And there's, yeah. there's giant monsters as well that are made of it. But the story follows this guy named No, who's, for all intents and purposes, immune to the infection, who finds a baby that is actually capable of eradicating the disease she's born with whatever gene is the cure for the infection so he makes it his duty to protect the baby uh it's really funny the baby's name is hope and his name is no yeah <laughs> no hope <Cool>. yeah <laughs> but uh there's some really cool stuff in the second issue um he's fighting one of these giant giant monsters the biggest thing we've seen so far in the first two issues and he finally found a woman who's um, lactating who can actually feed the baby so he has to protect her at all costs because he, otherwise he has no way to take care of the child and he just rushes headlong into fighting this thing that's you know, 30 stories high and just beating the hell out of it with a couple of hatchets. <laughs> it's not even doing anything <laughs> yeah. to it. But he's trying his hardest to fight the thing off, and it's, it's pretty epic. Uh, but then at the last second, he basically wipes a tear off the baby's face, throws the baby into the woman's arms and says, run for the forest, and then turns around and hits the monster with uh, the baby's tear, mm -hmm. and it just evaporates. So you, you really see how powerful the cure that this baby is mm -hmm. uh, can be. And, of course, you see other figures in the background and stuff. There's, there's so many cool things happening in the book. I'm not even getting into everything. You find out more about the Marauders, the, yeah. the, the bandits of that time. You find out all kinds of cool stuff. So I'm really excited about the series in general. It's a good uh, book. I love, really good book. I, I love most of Justin Jordan's writing, and this is no exception. It's excellent. Yeah. Uh, some really good books this week, again. Yeah, there's a lot of good books this week. We're not even touching on everything. It says a lot of things about us. Listen to the books we got. Squittered, Spread, Nailbiters. What the hell's wrong with us, man? <laughs> I don't know, we just we like dark books. That's well, just yeah. the way it is. He's just a dark kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> My number one was also Nailbiter number four. I, I loved it. I thought it was excellently pulled off this week. Uh, you know, There's that one serial killer that's making a major attempt on the detective's lives, and then you come to find out who it is, and it's just a completely unexpected twist. And then 
after that, you find out the real twist ending at the end, and it's just, oh, it was so great. I loved it. Yeah. Before you get into the book of the week, it's kind of funny how when we do our books that, you know, we, how we usually start off. You know, we do the Marvel, we do the DC, then we do the, you know, the Image and what other books, you know, Dark Boom, Horse. Boom, Dark Horse, yeah. IDW, yeah. So we kind of read these books, and then we're like, okay, this is, wow, this book is amazing. This is my number two. This is my number one right now. And then as we go, they slow, they get replaced. Was it good enough? No. But, oh, this, wow, this replaced it. This kicks it off the list. It's crazy. Because, you know, some of the Marvel books that came out this week were just freaking awesome. But oh, yeah, there's a lot of good Marvel and DC books, but... These the, just... It, yeah. it, the independent books are just so amazing right now. There's so many good titles, and it's just really hard for Marvel and DC to compete. That's true. My book of the week. <laughs> Turbo Hero, number one. It, it was really good. That's a new Dynamite book. That is crazy. I love this book. Uh, it's about this guy who finds out he basically has a month to live. He's got cancer. Stage four cancer. It's terminal. He's not going to survive. Uh, he gives up hope, and he just goes out and decides he's going to live his last month partying it up, sleeps with some hookers, does a bunch of drugs. Like I just, like it because of that. <laughs> just, <laughs> right up your alley, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just goes on this wild bender, and then uh, a couple weeks go by, he bumps into his best friend who's a doctor, who says, hey, man, I know about this experimental treatment that might be able to fight your cancer. That bastard. He doesn't even want to, <laughs> he doesn't even want to do it. He's accepted that he's going to die, but his friend gives him hope and convinces him to try it. So the he, baby? When he does, no, not the baby. <laughs> when he does, uh, it gives him superpowers and it eradicates his cancer. Uh, the thing is, with the superpowers, though, he starts to go kind of nuts. And he goes from being an average Joe good guy who was just a, okay with the fact he was going to die to being like a wild, unpredictable guy who has nothing to lose. And yeah. he's not happy about the fact that he was used as a guinea pig for the drug. So he goes after his friend, he goes after the people that are creating the drug. I mean,. But <laughs> he's not even. A, that's why I called him a bastard. <laughs> he's, not, he's not even considering the fact that that's what saved him. Uh, so, uh, so you would give me an experimental drug? Would you? Huh? Oh yeah, absolutely. What? <laughs> <laughs> Anything for you, man? I don't want you to die. Yeah, so I go crazy. <laughs> well, it's such a great book. What else? <laughs> you already got that part covered. Oh, nice. yeah, I probably go. I probably go sane. I mean, he's a normal guy. <laughs> you like like mellow out. <laughs> I mean, no, I want to be funny anymore. Hell, I'm like, funny now. <laughs> Be like terminal guy. Wow, <laughs> not a hero. Terminal zero. Wow. <laughs> no. So, what was your book of the week? Uh, my book of the week was actually Kickass Three, Number Eight, the last issue of Mark Millar's series. That book was really good, very well written. Loved the way it ended. Yeah, I I've been a fan of Kickass ever since I saw the movie way back when, and I went back and I read the first volume, and then I read the second volume, and then I read Hit Girl as it came out, and then. Of course, I read Volume 3. There's a lot of things in the series that aren't great, but there's a lot of things that are really cool, too. And the idea behind Kick-Ass is that an average person who just decides to take it upon themselves to become a hero can inspire lots of other people to do heroic things. And the final issue was so well done. It was very satisfying to see what happens to Hit-Girl and to see what happens to Kick-Ass and to see what happens to all the mobsters who have put them through so much hell for the last few years. Uh, I was extremely satisfied with it. I don't want to give me anything about this away because if you're reading the series, you know I'm, I'm sure you're going to go out and read this. And if you watch the movies, you know I'd highly recommend going out and picking up the trade for the third book when it is available because I think you'll enjoy how things wind up. It was excellent. Yeah, I liked it. But a little tear to my eye. <laughs> it was emotional, man. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a great book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what you got next, big fella? Well, uh, I think we need to do a little bit of promotion. Oh, yeah. Promote. Promote away. <laughs> if you enjoy the show and you want to help support us, there's a couple of ways you can do that. Uh, number one is you can go to audibletrial.com slash comical and sign up for a free 30-day trial with Audible. 
And with that, you get access to one free download of any audiobook out there. They have 150,000 titles you can choose from. Yes. Uh, if you don't like the book that you get, for some reason you don't like the narrator or whatever, you have the option to swap it out for a different book, which is pretty cool. And it helps support the show. Every, every person that signs up goes out there and gets a book. It helps us. If you decide you don't like the service, you have the option to cancel it within 30 days. And you won't be charged a thing. So it's a win-win situation. Helps out the show. Gets you guys something cool to listen to for free. Gets you a chance to try out Audible. I like free. <laughs> who, do- <laughs> who doesn't like free? <laughs> Another way you can support the show is with our other sponsor, TweakedAudio.com. Yes. Uh, they're a company that provides headphones. They make seven different styles and seven different colors. Uh, and they're amazing headphones. I, I compare them quite frequently to being better than my Sonys that I've been using for the last few years. Uh, the sound quality is just superb. It's crystal clear. The bass is excellent. Uh, I, I love them. I, I love, love the my headphones, headphones too. Yeah. Yes, they don't ever tangle ever. No, they come with a flat core design, so they're incapable of tangling. They come in a lot of cool designs, a lot of cool colors. Uh, all you have to do is go to tweakedaudio.com and use the promo code Comical, and you'll get a third off the cost of your order plus free shipping anywhere worldwide. Yeah, and you will be very happy with them. I guarantee it. Yeah, you'll be extremely satisfied. And if you're not, they have a guarantee as well. You can always send it back and they'll they'll refund your money, or you can send it back and they'll send you another pair if there's any kind of problem. It's a win-win. It's a win-win, exactly. And it supports the show, which is what we need. Win-win-win. <laughs> uh, the last couple ways you can support us is we have a Patreon site, which is patreon.com slash comicalpodcast. Nobody signed up for that yet. Uh, it's not really the easiest way to support us so I understand why people don't really want to do that a lot of people sign up for Audible and for Tweaked and even supported us by donating directly through PayPal which is the last way you can support us Yeah. Um, but if you do think Patreon is a good thing and you, and you feel like signing up that way to support us we'd really appreciate that as well anybody who does support us in any way uh, just send me an email to comicalpodcast at gmail.com include your receipts if you bought something include your uh, download receipt from Audible if that's the way you go and uh, we put out a bonus episode that's only for our supporters uh, on July 23rd. So if you support us in any way, let me know, and I will make sure you get a copy of that bonus episode. And it is one of the funniest things we put out. So uh, if you have not heard it yet, you're, you're missing out. Find a way to support us, because I guarantee you want to hear it. Yeah, everybody that's gotten it so far just keeps on saying, man, it was freaking funny. <laughs> freaking crying of laughing so hard. Yeah, everybody has loved it thus far, so I'm sure you will love it too if you get your hands on it. That's cool. <laughs> All right, enough of that. <laughs> Let's talk about the big thing for the week. All right, what's that? Houston Con? The Houston Con. That's right. Houston Con. We've been there for the last uh, seven hours or so. I'm tired, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day, but it was a fun day. Yeah, we took a lot of photos with the people. Took a whole lot of photos. Merman was wearing his shades, being super cool. That's right. <laughs> you know, I look really good. I was bringing back sexy again. He's trying to bring back sexy, but I don't know about all that. <laughs> sexy all the time, so it doesn't have to come back. <laughs> He got some really cool pictures with a lot of different cosplayers. We saw some interesting ones for sure. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the coolest one for me was the Kamala Khan one. I was very excited to see somebody taking up that that role in that cosplay because it's so such a new character. You don't really see a lot of people doing that. Yeah, yet. I know. I was looking to the left and I was purchasing things for one of my kids, and you're like, "Hey, it's Kamala Khan!" Like, what the hell just happened there? <laughs> you got to take a photo, Merman. Go here. Oh, <laughs> home, damn it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was excited for that. I mean, I know you were excited to see all the Harley Quinns running around. You know, you got your pictures with several of them. That was a scary one, too. Did you see that one? Yeah. <laughs> it was just the white paint. I was like, ah! <laughs> Help me, Jesus! <laughs> There's a lot of good ones, though. And we actually did interview a cosplayer, uh, Mariposa Marie. Yes. Who is from Houston and part of the Houston Metro Geeks. Ace Town in the house! <laughs> she uh, had a little bit of time and did an interview with us. And She's a very nice lady. 
Yes, she was. Um, and also her, her partner... J.D. Cosplay. J.D. Cosplay, who uh, was portraying Green Arrow. She was portraying Blink. Uh, yeah. he, he looked spot on for Stephen Amell. When I, mean, I came around the corner, holy crap, Stephen Amell's here! Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> I mean, he, he, he looked spot on. It was impressive. Yeah, it uh, was. And she had some really good pointers and ideas about cosplay and stuff, and she, she talked about all the cool stuff she does with her costumes, and uh, we're going to let you listen to that interview, so here it is. Enjoy. Hi, guys. This is Horse Achilles coming to you live from the Houston Con. Hey, this is Marie Mariposa Bella Cosplay. This is James from JB Cosplay. James, I'll tell you what, when I first saw you, I actually thought you were the real arrow. I was like, holy crap! <laughs> What'd you think? Yeah, you definitely have a great costume, man. It looks, looks authentic, that's for sure. Yeah, you can definitely tell you guys paid a lot of attention to detail and really took your time to make the costumes, totally. So, a couple of questions for you. Are you guys big into comics at all? Absolutely. I'm a Marvel girl, though, so I follow mostly Marvel X titles and that kind of thing. I'm actually in the same boat. I'm more of a... Uh, a Marvel girl? No. Yeah, I'm a Marvel girl. No, uh... I, I, I grew up on X-Men, so X-Men is my, my thing, even though I'm wearing the Green Arrow. So. Traitor. <laughs> That's pretty cool. We read so many comics, it's ridiculous. I mean, we average maybe, what, 40 comics a week or something like that? Between 25 and 35 a week. I'm about, I'm about 15 a week, so I'm, I'm there kind of close. <laughs> Nowhere near that. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, let's see here. Question for you. I mean, all these cosplayers, a lot of people, are you like them? Is this like your only job, or do you do another job other than this, or...? I wish I could do this full-time. I mean, um, I think a dream of ours is to eventually get to that point where we can pursue this 24-7. I mean, it's a huge passion for us. But right now, uh, do work full-time, go to school full-time. So I'm a university student. Um, but this is I love this so much that I make time for it. Yeah, I agree. I, I work in the warehouse industry. So right now, whenever I go home, that's when I go craft. And that's I would love to just continue this, like she said, you know, 24-7. That's pretty awesome. So he can actually do it in the warehouse, like jump out the top and kick some ass and come back down. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Actually, my boss wants me to commission a costume for the company now. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. So that was going to lead me to my next question. I guess you guys make your own costumes. You don't actually can't go out and buy what you're looking for. You have to make it yourself. Um, for the most part, when we're taking it seriously, when we're doing it for conventions and events, definitely you want people to appreciate your work, the uniqueness behind it and your interpretation of the characters. So, for example, um, Blink is my trademark. You know, I've always been a fan of Blink um, from the comic books, the Age of Apocalypse series. Like I said, I'm a comic book nerd. Um, and then when I saw the concept behind her character for the new movie, which I love all the X-Men movies, I, I felt like I had to portray her and kind of like like how James looks a little bit like Amel. I mean, I think there's similarities, and I think that's why she's become a trademark cosplay for me. Cool. Well, I also know that you're part of the Houston Metro Geeks. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, the Houston Metro Geeks is a geek uh, culture society. It's a club. Uh, it was uh, founded by Timothy Chappelle, who came from Atlanta. Um, there is a um, Atlanta chapter of the Metro Geeks, and they're very successful. I think they have about 2,000 or 3,000 members. And he wanted to bring a culture like that here to Houston. Uh, so we met in February, and he, um, he basically uh, threw the idea out to myself and some other close friends. And uh, uh, we've, we've really flourished and grown. I think we have close to three or 400 members um, between our meetup.com page and our Facebook page combined. And um, I'm one of the organizers, so uh, I try to put together some of the costume theme or cosplay uh, uh, events as well as since I'm a big foodie. Uh, I do a lot of the food events. Um, yeah. We're no strangers to food either. <laughs> 
Yes, absolutely. Like food, food, I think brings people together as well. Uh, so you know, if you look up Houston Metro Geeks and you think that we're the club for you, um, you know, you'll definitely find me at, at both the convention style events as well as uh, the food events. Cool. Well, do you want to go ahead and plug your Twitter or Facebook? Uh, sure. Um, so my Twitter and Instagram handle is at Mariposa, M-A-R-I-P-O-S-A, Marie, T-X. And my Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash Mariposa Bella Cosplay. Uh, do you want to go ahead and give his as well? He had to step away. He's taking pictures. <laughs> yes, Mr. Popularity over here. Um, his uh, Facebook is uh, facebook.com forward slash JB Cosplay. And uh, his... Twitter and Instagram account is uh, it's Jim Bedward. So find find him Jim Bedward. Uh, I forget <laughs> exactly what what the address is, but Jim Bedward, and you'll find him in his uh, trademark arrow suit. So that's him. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for taking time to talk to us today. Thank you guys. We love you guys. So follow a comical podcast, you guys. Thanks. And yeah, we're back. Yeah, they probably liked that interview because it was led by Lord Horsticles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gave Miguel the uh, go-ahead to be the lead on that one. Turned out pretty good. I think he did a good yeah, job. I'm a great lead. People follow me. Well, <laughs> your minions? That's right. <laughs> I have 2,353. Yeah, Twitter followers are not equal to minions. They're minions. <laughs> Every single one of them? Every single one of them. Even the spam bots? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Spimions. <laughs> Spam minions. <laughs> Spam the please. Okay. All right. <laughs> so after talking to them for a little while, we wandered around a little bit more. We did a little bit of shopping. We took a lot of pictures. Uh, we ended up making it over Chad Rook's table. Uh, if you don't know who Chad Rook is, he's the guy who's playing the Weather Wizard in the upcoming Flash series on the CW. He's also from Miguel's favorite show. Supernatural. And who does he play on that show? He said they... Rogue Vampire, uh, what the hell is his name? Uh, Dexter? Not Dexter. It started with a D. Uh, Devlin? I can't remember him now. <laughs> I don't remember him. I didn't really know him before we met him to the day. Um, so I really didn't know he was in the show until I saw his poster in the back. Like, holy crap. You're a freaking supernatural? So I got, so I have all eight seasons, of, you know, nine, excuse me, how many seasons I have? Eight, I think, because nine hasn't come out on DVD yet. So I'm going to go back and check it out and see where he's at. It's like, he's so cool. And he's following us on Twitter now. So Freaking awesome guy. Yeah, he was a really nice laid-back guy. Oh, yeah, he's Canadian, too? Yeah, he's Canadian, yeah. I'm not holding it against him. I'm just saying he's Canadian, eh? <laughs> well, I, I think that they actually film a lot of those CW shows up in Canada. Yes. Uh, I'm not sure why. I'm guessing just because of the wilderness and because they can get all those really cool wood shots. He was also in Bates Motel, too. Yeah, he was also in Bates Motel. And a bunch of other shows that I couldn't... I should have took a picture of the poster, but you took me by surprise, obviously, when we first walked up. And I was like, who are we talking to now? Like, who, who's this guy? Like, oh, okay! <laughs> I felt pretty embarrassed when after that. I was like, all over that. I was like... Yeah, great actor, great guy. Love meeting him, love talking. Could have probably talked to him for a long time. You know, he's pretty cool. He had a little bit of a line forming by the time he left, though, so uh, we couldn't stand there all day. But we did get a really cool interview with him, so here you go. Hey, guys, we're coming to you from the floor of the Houston Con. We're here with Chad Rook, who's playing the Weather Wizard on the upcoming Flash series. <laughs> How you doing today, Chad? Uh, I'm awesome, man. I love it here. Yeah. You enjoying the con so far? Yeah, it's it's. I just came from uh, a convention in Orlando, and it's just it's a lot bigger here in Houston. So it's it's a, it's a lot of fun when it's like this much cosplay and stuff like that. It's gonna be awesome. We've been getting a lot of people going up and recognizing you and excited about the show. Yeah, man, I was actually surprised. Like, it, there's a lot of people here like that recognize Flash. Like, especially when we we just started this morning and stuff. And it was it was yeah, it was a lot of fun. Like, I, I like hearing the hype of the show. So it's gonna be fun. Yeah, you were amazing in the the premiere. I mean, obviously it hasn't come out yet, but you're totally awesome. And now I'm going to go back and watch Supernatural just to see you again. <laughs> so it's cool to meet you, man. Really cool. 
Yeah, thanks, guys. I, I mean, Weather Wizards is going to be so much fun. Like, I can't wait till the show airs. Yeah, after the pilot, uh, his situation's kind of up in the air. You don't really know what's going on with Weather Wizard. I mean, uh, you, you'll be a recurring, recurring character, I'm assuming. Well, with Weather Wizard, uh, Andrew Crosby and that announced that uh, Weather Wizard will be throughout the season and stuff like that. But in what form away and stuff like that, that's uh, something that we just have to keep watching to see, man. But uh, yeah, it's it's it. I'm a huge fan of Flash myself, so uh, the route that they're taking all the characters and stuff like that, I'm, I'm really excited, man. It's gonna be good. Are you a big comic fan? I'm a huge comic fan, man. I'm huge. Uh, I was raised on like Venom and all that kind of stuff. Like there's my favorite characters. I'm a massive Batman guy. And so, yeah, to, to get on a, a DC show is, is awesome, man. Yeah. yeah, I see that you have Beto Motel in the back of you. That's my wife's favorite show, so she'll be listening, so she'll be so excited and pissed that she's not here now. <laughs> yeah, Beto Motel is awesome, man. I mean, that's like one of the, the, sh the few shows that I've worked on that I actually watch. So, yeah, to be on that show and work with, like, even uh, people like Michael Eklund and, and uh, Freddie and that, it was, it was awesome. Yeah, a lot of fun. Any other uh, cons here in Texas you plan on attending? Um, I think uh, we're in talks right now with Waco, uh, but uh, after this, yeah, we have, uh, uh, like I said, there's so many conventions going on and stuff like that. As for Texas, I have, I have no idea if whether or not one's coming up right away. So, But they, they just jump out like, I might know tonight. There's something different, so, yeah. Are you based in Texas? No, I'm actually Canadian. I'm uh, Vancouver, Canada and stuff like that. That's where we film and that's where we work. And uh, yeah, so uh, I'm just kind of just coming down. I'm, I'm more of a fan down here right now. Stuff like uh, I just love like seeing the cosplays and stuff right now myself. So yeah, it's just cool to, to be down here and, and hanging out with everyone. And, and the, the hype for Flash is here as well. So yeah, even though it hasn't even aired yet. So the pilot's amazing, though. I mean, uh, your character definitely seems like it's going to be a challenge for Barry Allen to overcome. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, like I said, Weather Wizard, I mean, it's, it's nice that they're taking you know the villain's serious and they're not making them too comic-y and goofy and and you know we could add a little bit of badassery in there right so to speak so and uh, without going you know the whole dark route like arrow did and stuff like that we still keep it the flash you know the brightness and stuff but um I, i'm glad that they're, they're taking the villains very serious and and right out of the gate we're getting some big ones so we don't have to wait a season and a half to to get like death stroke like arrow did right so are you enjoying arrow I do, man. I, I actually did. Like I said, I wasn't watching until like a flash, and then I started watching this stuff, and it, it took a while. But uh, yeah, I, I love it now and stuff like that. And, and it's it's a crossover with the Flash as well. And Stephen Amell's a great guy, and you know, and it, dude, it's even like uh, I mean, they got an episode in the future, and they've announced it, so I could say it. But it's even called Flash versus Arrow. So there's gonna be a lot of crossover and stuff. It's gonna be a lot of fun, man. I'm sure. I'm looking forward to seeing all of it. Me, me too, man. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, we're big Arrow guys. We follow Mel on Twitter and everything else on Facebook. Uh, Obviously, your character, Weather Wizard, is pretty badass. It's kind of dark, kind of looks tough and everything. I'll give you a little props. You look pretty tough yourself, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I'm just hoping that if, you know, if I ever end up in spandex, I look okay. So, yeah, well, <laughs> preparing myself, right? Is that a real concern? Uh, it, it will be if it comes down the line. It will be, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd be concerned if I had to dress in spandex, too. <laughs> Especially on a show that's going to be near, as popular as Flash is going to be. Yeah, I mean, I, I like what they're doing. Like, I mean, I, I, I'm not really worried. I mean, they have Jeff Johns and, and uh, Andrew Crosby and Greg Berlanti, those people attached. So when you have them attached, you're really not concerned about whether or not the character is going to steer too clear far off uh, of what the fans want because they are fans. And, and yeah, we're, we're in really good hands with what the character is going to look like and everything like that. So Anything else you want to say? No, we're going to follow you on Twitter and everything else and wish you the best of luck in everything you're going to do. I mean, you're an amazing actor. I think you can do great. Hopefully you get some roles and some movies here and big time movies and you know, hey we know that guy. <laughs> no, thank you guys. I appreciate it, man. I'll, I'll definitely be following you guys for sure. But thanks. Thanks again, Chad. Yeah, you, you, you guys rock, man. Thank you, man. Thanks. He he was a really nice guy, really down to earth. 
He probably would have talked to us for a lot longer time if his line didn't show up. Yeah, that's probably true. He's a big. It sounds like he's a big comic fan, which I, I love. I mean, I love hearing about these actors that are doing these superhero shows that are actually comic book fans. I think that really adds something to their character and to their portrayal of those characters. Well, even though he's an actor now, he's up and coming and whatnot. As you heard me tell him, I hope he wishes him the best of luck and hope he gets some movie roles too. You know, I like supporting you guys like that. You know, he seems like the kind of guy that would hang out with us. You know, just shoot the breeze and laugh and just joke and talk comic book crap all the time. Maybe we'll get to see him later down the road. He'll remember who the hell we are. I met some strange stalker guys, and he'll hang out with some more. He definitely seems like he loves what he does. So. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, I should have bought a picture, and I didn't get one. Well, at least I took a picture with him. Yeah, yeah. And there's a picture of us up on Twitter and Facebook with him. So you uh, if you're not following Chad Rook, it's at Chad Rook. Uh, I definitely recommend doing that. So uh, after that, we uh, <laughs> we, had, we almost had another meltdown with Miguel. That was no meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> we went and had uh, lunch at the uh, Hilton restaurant. Whatever you want to call that place. <laughs> Whatever you want to call it. And, uh, man, it took forever. They yeah. were they were dragging their feet. I understand they're, they're busy, but come on, man. Really? When another table sits down next to you twice, I mean, a table sits, you sit down before this, the first people to sit down at the table next to you. They eat and they go, and the next table shows up, and they eat and they're ready to go, and your food still doesn't arrive. That's a problem. Ain't like we ordered some filet mignon with just some damn hamburgers. Yeah, just three burgers. It should not have taken as long as it did. And I drank my drink, and I'm like... You heard me with the straw, like, <laughs> couldn't get nobody <laughs> refilled. I can put another robe on and give me some more drink. <laughs> so, of course, everybody out there listening that's familiar with the show knows what Miguel did. <laughs> I merely called the manager over and asked the question. He complained, not not to the extent that he has before, not outrageously or anything. It was yeah, very because my show wife here was getting upset with me. It was very, <laughs> it was very mild, and he was very even tempered, which is unusual for him. But uh, we got 20% off our meal, which is something. I got our, we got our drinks for free. Man, you didn't get charged for your hummus. Yeah, we didn't get charged for the hummus. So, I mean, it, it was all right. It was still $34. Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so let me go, man. So let me go. We had, we had a free, free meal and a freaking free hotel stay. And we didn't need to get thrown out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Flipping those tables. <laughs> I did not burn the restaurant down. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's something at least. But the burger was okay. Yeah, the burger was all right. It was all right. Uh, the Houston Con was actually a lot of fun. I mean, we ran into a lot of our, our friends from the area. Uh, we talked to some of the some of the vendors and stuff. We promoted the show. We handed out flyers. Uh, the last person we were waiting for who we were really excited to talk to was Ali Garza. Uh, he's an artist who's worked for Xenoscope and a few other places. Uh, I'm most familiar with him from doing some of the late Deadpool stuff from Daniel Way's run. And I really like his artistic style. I was excited to interview him. It just took a little while because he was never at his, t- at his table. <laughs> yeah, and but when he was there, he was busy. When he did finally show up, he was a really cool guy, and he drew me a really kick-ass Deadpool sketch uh, and did, a, did us the favor of doing us a pretty cool interview. So I'm going to let you go ahead and hear that right now. Hey, guys. We're coming to you from the con floor again. We're here with Ali Garza. Am I pronouncing that right? Close enough. <laughs> He's the artist on a ton of different books. Uh, most recent, or The one that I, I'm here for mostly is Deadpool. Uh, I was a huge fan of his Deadpool Dead run. And I know he does a lot of other things. I know, uh, what what have you done recently? Uh, recently, I've really just been doing covers for Xenoscope and Dynamite. Uh, I'm working on a couple projects for next year. I'm doing a creator-owned series, which will be announced at New York Comic Con with a relatively large publisher. And I'm also working on an original graphic novel that I can't talk about, but it's with somebody who's pretty well-known for maybe not comic book writing work but definitely like in the realm of entertainment so i got those two things on the stove and then i uh aside from the deadpool stuff i 
the most recent book I worked on was uh, Teen Titans New 52. I worked on a few issues of that. That's cool. I'm a big fan of your art style. I really enjoyed everything you did, uh, bringing X-Force into the Deadpool run at the end. I like the way you did Phantom X. Where do you are, you, are you classically trained, or how did you learn how to do that kind of artwork? I just grew up as a fan of comic books. I think I got my first Spider-Man comic when I was four. And I just kind of like self-taught myself most of the way. I published my first book when I was 17, when I was a senior in high school. I got hired by Wildstorm in La Jolla, California, and moved out there and started working. I was uh, lucky enough to be an intern at the same time as uh, fellow artist Carlos DeAnda and Lee Bermejo, who both went on to their own successes. Um, not to mention we had guys in the studio like J. Scott Campbell and Travis Shray, and of course Jim was there, and other artists like uh, Dan Norton, who's doing tons of great stuff now for uh, Riot Games, and uh, Ryan Benjamin, who also does a lot of work now for Sony, but also still does comics. So there's just like a ton of artistic influence and inspiration and guidance. So that's kind of like where my, I guess, pseudo college experience came from was just growing up in that environment. So are you still a big fan of comics? Do you still read a lot of books? <laughs> uh, not too often just because it becomes like such a event every week to go to the comic book store so I mostly follow my favorite artists now so if I know somebody has something coming out regardless of what it is I'll pick it up and check it out um, other than that I mean I get a lot of comps so I'll check stuff out every once in a while but I still actually just read a lot of my old collections or I'll like uh, rebuy stuff like that I had a long time ago but as far as like collecting monthlies I haven't really collected a comic book series since probably 100 bullets ended Wow. Well, it's cool, man. It's great to always see Latinos doing well in the world. And another Garza, because I'm Garza, too. <laughs> and another Garza from California. I met, we have a friend of ours from another show. He's Garza as well. I always make the joke that we're, rel we're relatives and stuff. <laughs> we could be. I mean, my dad's from Laredo, Texas, and I have uh, relatives sprinkled all over San Antonio and El Paso. So I'm pretty sure I have relatives here, too. I just can't keep up with my dad always telling me where everyone is. Sounds like mine, too. I'm like, that. hey, you're kin to your cousin. I'm like, who? Never even heard of that guy before. <laughs> speaking, of, yeah. speaking of Texas, are you? will you be attending other uh, cons here, like San Antonio? Yeah, I, I'll actually be in Alamo City next month. So uh, the guys from that show had us out last year. It was a blast. So we're excited to go back again this year. And I think uh, Carlos Deanda, who I mentioned earlier, will be there. And then I think Joe Benitez is coming out. So there will be a hearty batch of uh, Mexicans in the uh, mix for that show. Awesome. We're going to be there, too. We're looking forward to it. Yeah, we got our press passes. They're ready for us. To, we're going to go crazy like we did here at Comic Palooza. We did like a show every night. <laughs> it's awesome. No, it's uh, we've had a good time. We usually make fun wherever we are. So last night, that's why I'm a little staticky today, but it, we kind of closed down the bar here. Even though it's a little littler show and a smaller hotel bar, we still did the damage of a bigger, bigger show and a bigger bar. Hey, Black Widow. Woo! <laughs> nice. We appreciate you sitting down to talk with us, Al. And I guess we'll see you in San Antonio. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, thanks again for taking the time to talk to me. And, uh, yeah, I'll see you guys then. Thanks, man. Yeah. You found another cousin, man. I know, right? He's kidding. <laughs> family. I got family everywhere. Also got Adam Garza down with Comic Syndicate over in California. You got all these Garzas. Hey, Adam, we found our brother. <laughs> our primo Holmes. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to claim you. No, he's not. He's still going to claim me. <laughs> it is kind of funny that we keep running into so many Garzas. I know, right? 
and all of them got more talent than me. What the hell, man? <laughs> You're pretty good at talking. You, you talk real good, man. Oh, I talk good. <laughs> you talk real good. <laughs> Yo hablo inglés muy bien. <laughs> hey, that's pretty good. I thing. say you talk Spanish real good. <laughs> <laughs> I, stuck, I stink at the Espanol. <laughs> that guy is very talented. Oh, yeah, he's extremely talented. It was cool watching him do that Power Girl sketch before he did mine. That was awesome. Uh, he did you know color additions and everything to it. I mean, it was amazing. It took him only like 15 minutes to do the entire thing. And He grabs a marker, does this. Grabs a marker, grabs that. Grabs this, has this, touch, touch. How the hell could he take that little skinny ass marker and do those lines without like messing it up? I'd like done part of my language. I'd done messed up the page. I'd say it clean. I would have messed up that page all over the place. Is that some of your good talking right there? Yeah, that's great talking, man. I'd, I'd have done this. I done did this. <laughs> all right, fine. I'd have fucked it up from the beginning. <laughs> that's, that's more I'd have been pissed. <laughs> like I'd have crumpled it up, thrown it away, and start over. He's been in line for an hour. I mean, it's all it's all practice. I mean, those guys—that's what they do for a living. So yeah, but he had skill. He had oh, yeah. talent to begin with. You have to have the talent to make it that far in the industry for sure. But like I gotta tell him, my two young kids—they have that kind of talent. They, I mean, they're not at his level. Obviously, I'm never gonna compare my children to these artists because they already are badass. But the children at home have that talent, and I can see it. It's in them because they can draw. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I asked him, you know, just hey, man, off, off the thing, what do you recommend? And he gave me some good ideas, so I think I'm going to do that when I go home. But make them draw and throw that crap out on Instagram or whatever and see what happens. Yeah, it's worth a try. Maybe I'll get him a job a little more. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, we'll see. Man, I'm pipping everybody out here today. <laughs> you listening, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that, that was pretty much it for the Houston economy. We walked around, we talked to people, we took a lot of pictures. So I mean, you can follow us on Twitter, at Comical Podcast, at Comical Podcast 2, and at Comical Podcast 3. See all of our pictures and commentary from the day. Uh, we'll be posting them on Facebook a little bit later. You ran into your friends, the Houston Metro Geeks. Yeah, we, we talked to the Houston Metro Geeks, which Maria Mariposa talked a little bit about them as well, because she's one of the main organizers. And ran into uh, our good friend John. John Simons from Comic Palooza, yeah. Yeah, ran to, man, we ran into a bunch of people we know now. We saw Bri-Fi there. Yeah, the of course. Podcast. Hey, Bri-Fi, how you doing? <laughs> uh, it, was, it was a good week. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, we met some new people. Uh, like I said, ran into old people we know. It's funny how we start to see all these people. And then funny how that one woman recognized, oh, Merman! <laughs> it was so cool. <laughs> it's kind of creepy at first, but ah! <laughs> and then people calling my name out. Hey, Miguel. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> you got minions, man. You got fans. We have fans. Of course, funny how the big Decepticon guy called, who's Al? <laughs> but he knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah, I think that happens a lot, actually. People are, who's Al? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I was at home. He's sick. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. It was pretty cool. Sad some of the people that were coming, you know, couldn't make it. That would we would probably have a lot more interviews today. Yeah, probably so. But it's okay. I mean, it was a it was a it was a small con. It was a lot of fun. If you live in the Houston area, they're opening again tomorrow. You should definitely go and check them out. Um, I, I think all those guests are still going to be there. They got uh, a bunch of the Axonar people from Star Trek. They got Tony Todd. There, yeah, Tony Todd who played the Candyman and. Don't say that two more times. <laughs> uh, they got Richard Hash is doing uh, a big panel tomorrow, I think. The yeah. Power Rangers are all there. I know uh, Jason David Frank, the Green Ranger, mm-hmm. uh, was there. It was funny because Heather came out of the bathroom and he was just standing there. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, they've got a lot of cool guests. If, if those any of those things are your thing, you should definitely go and check it out. They'll be there tomorrow. Ali Garza is still going to be there tomorrow, I think. So uh, Well, I tried to grab Tony, but, you know, it's kind of hard. He yeah, was he, surrounded by his people and you really couldn't swamped. get to him. And when I was going to talk to him, he's going to get lunch, and I feel that been inappropriate. You know, he's got a right to eat lunch too. Yeah, yeah, sure. But, you know, and then of course you got our favorite cosplayer, who's there, a friend of the show, Marie Doll. Uh-huh. We did see Marie Doll, and she's there with her friend. I can't pronounce her cosplay <laughs> name; it's too hard for me. 
I can't pronounce her name uh, either. Wraith, uh, Wraith, I don't know. Can we try it? Uh, Ref. Ref. That's close. Something, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's a lot of lot of cosplayers. There's way more cosplayers than I thought there would be. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of a thing. It was like a cosplay convention, honestly. Some Doctor Who people. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. Yeah. Uh, if you live in Houston, definitely go check that out. Gotcha. Uh, moving on. There was a couple of things from movie news this, this week. Okay. But we didn't get to yet. Go ahead. DC, in addition to the Batman and Superman movie, has announced that uh, they're going to do nine additional movies over the next five years. Nine movies. So the ten movies over the next five years, they're really going to try to catch up to Marvel, it seems like. They haven't announced dates or uh, or titles for any of the movies, but you can tell that they're you know at least going in the right direction, trying to come up with uh, properties that they can use for the movies. Damn, nine movies. Yeah, I think Marvel's doing at least that many. Man, we're going to be broke. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs some more sponsorship? <laughs> we're we're going to be happy. Actually, I'll be very happy to see all these movies. I'm excited about it. Um, we saw Assault on Arkham. Oh, yeah. Uh, the new Batman animated movie that just came out, uh-huh. which I thought was really good. Just good? I thought it was pretty good. Definitely not kid... Uh... A little bit old for older kids, man. There's oh, some, yeah. There's some swearing up in there, man. Some swearing. <laughs> some nudity. Uh, there's some implied uh, physical... Gratuitous sex scene, to say it that way. <laughs> oh, it wasn't gratuitous. It's just implied. Oh, yeah. Uh, Harley was getting a freak on. But there's some violence. <laughs> I mean, there, there's some real violence in the movie. I mean, it's the Suicide Squad. Is, is basically the main characters of the movie, which is cool. I know Miguel's a huge fan of Harley Quinn and Deadshot and King Shark and all those guys. And they're all in the movie. And it's, uh, it's basically the story of them breaking into Arkham on a bogus mission from Amanda Waller to try to uh, find the Riddler's cane, which supposedly has a hidden flash drive which has information about a nuclear device. Batman has no idea what's going on, and they're sending him all these red herrings, and uh, he's basically lost focus on Arkham because all this other stuff's going on in the city. So they break in unimpeded, uh, find the cane, and it's not what they thought it was going to be. Turns out there was a secondary mission, which is the whole reason they were there. Yeah. Joker gets free. Joker. All hell breaks loose, and it, and it turns into basically what the Arkham video games are, uh, with Joker running the prison and all these crazed supervillains running rampant. And then, of course, Batman does show up and <laughs> does what Batman does. But you mean kick ass? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a really cool movie. It's probably one of the better DC animated movies that has come out in the last couple of years. Uh, I'd probably say it's at least as good as Flashpoint, maybe better. It was pretty good. It was really good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. If you're a fan of any of those characters, I'd highly recommend going and picking it up. I think it came out on the eighth. Yeah, yeah. So. I do believe so as well. I'm not too sure. Don't give me don't give me lying to you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's pretty much it. Um, you have anything else you wanted to add this weekend? Well, of course, we got to tell everybody where we're going next. We're going to show up at San Antonio Alamo City Con September the 26th to 28th. Well, we'll be there for sure. There's also a chance we're going to be at the Amazing Houston Con oh, yeah, in the last that. weekend of August. My bad. Uh, we've applied for press passes for that. I don't know for sure if we'll get them or not. Even if we don't, we'll still be there uh, trying to get our own interviews <laughs> as guests. But uh, it would be cool if we could go on as media. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll definitely be at Alamo City for sure. That one's already guaranteed. Gotcha. So at either one of those cons, feel free to come up, talk to us, say hi. You know, if you want to do a little interview with the show, we'd love to have you on. Yeah, yeah, we'd love to have everybody on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, there's there's one additional piece of, of sad news that I feel we need to put out there. Um, if yeah. you remember last week, we talked about Jonathan Vela, uh, the San Antonio Aquaman cosplayer, who had a stroke and his family was trying to raise money to pay for the medical bills and whatnot. 
at that time he was doing a little bit better. He was on the respirator, but uh, he was breathing somewhat on his own, and it looked, things were looking up basically. But somehow things took a turn for the worse, and uh, unfortunately. Uh, Jonathan ended up passing away on Thursday morning, and uh, the family's still asking for people to contribute because they they need money for the medical bills he accrued and for uh, funeral costs and stuff. So, if you can help support, still, I mean, the family would really appreciate that. I mean, it's a, it's a really sad thing to happen because he was only in his mid thirties. That's a tough thing, man. Yeah, I'm trying to choke up here, people on the on the show with you. Um, whenever you have a, a good guy that does stuff for charity, goes out for sick kids and whatnot takes his time to do stuff like that uh and he passes away so young it's very rough yeah when you're a brother and as a family member of your family can get to you um rest in peace young man you did a great thing uh our wishes and you know again prayers go out to the family uh he was a good guy and we got to meet him and you know we're sorry for your loss yeah we're uh we're going to dedicate this episode to him because we had fun at houston con doing something that he absolutely loved to do so uh this show's for you, buddy. Godspeed. Yeah. And that's pretty much all we got today. So, uh, sorry to end on a down note, <laughs> but I uh, felt like we should let, at least let people know what happened with that. So, on that note, and for Jonathan, keep on laughing, bitches.